What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Apocalypse Movies and Apocalypse Now. I am not the right Jake, but I am hosting. Um, Mr. Bartley is currently having some technical issues at his pad, and so it is the three amigos at the moment. Keith Barnes will be out tonight. Um, it's just one of those days at work where he is getting his ass kicked. So he's going to head home to the kids and uh, hang out with them and make sure they're all good. And Danny, so it'll be myself, Mr. Brian, Mr. Geo, hanging out for the next uh, 60 to 90 minutes or so with a bunch of cool movie topics. Uh, talking movies, if you have not joined us before, first of all, thank you so much for joining us uh, and checking us out here on Apocalypse Movies. This is our weekly show. Uh, it's every Tuesday right at this time, and we talk a wide range of stuff. And we also have a lot of cool things that we do on the channel, um, like we'll get to the movie watching challenge here very soon. We've done rankings, we've done fantasy drafts, we have a watch-along coming up, and we will be revealing our picks tonight, um, which I got to say, five incredible picks. I'm uh, going for three for three. So, but, but we'll get to that a little bit later on. We do have some things to discuss before we get to that. But uh, Brian, Geo, how you gentlemen doing? It's Tuesday. Everyone's week doing well. Yeah, so far, I'm gonna. We're you. We're all gonna be melting the next four days. But I started you. Yeah, enjoying the mild heat before it's 111 for the next four days. Yeah. So, uh, I'm with yeah, you, Brian, I'm staying indoors. Thank God we have all these streaming services and we can just <laughs> choose what we want to watch. So it's I will not probably, so bad. I will probably go see a quiet place because it will have air conditioning. Movie theaters are yeah. nice and cold. Let's see. They are nice and cold. That's There's actually a lot of movies out right now. I, I, it's, it's so weird. Cause it's not the typical promotion. Like usually like when it is, when the pandemic isn't happening and stuff. Um, I didn't realize Hitman's Bodyguard was already out. Had no really? clue. The sequel? I haven't seen the first one. I, I you don't need sucked. to see the first one to see the second one. Like, I thought people bagged on that movie. Yeah, the first one was terrible. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I'm interested. I meant uh, the first one was trash. I'm interested in seeing the second one, though. No, the, the first one was so bad. See, I thought yeah. it was I thought it was so bombed when I heard there was a second one. I was like, what? I was surprised they're making a second too, but it's out there. I'm interested. Um, you know, I I think that you know Ryan Reynolds, Sam Jackson, and Salma Hayek together is a good good trio, and hopefully they're making something cool. But I like I said, I didn't realize it was out. I had no idea. Movies are coming out with like no notice, um, and so I'll definitely be trying to check that out. Hopefully this weekend. But uh, yeah, movie theaters are nice and cold, and when we're hitting 111 degrees here in the Northern California, it's a nice place to go. Oh god. Have you seen a quiet place two yet? Who me? me? No. Yeah, you. Mm-hmm. Wait. I've been busy. I know you have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. I was I just saying not. if you went and saw it without me. Mm-mm. I have not seen it. I haven't had time. It's hard it's hard to find times. You know, I got the puppy here and uh work's been kicking my butt lately and I got house projects that I need to finish and it's tough. I call that adulting. It's really hard right now. Um Thanks. hopefully, hopefully soon. But either way, uh, that's why there are five of us on this channel to make sure movies are covered. Uh, but before we get to some news topics, as I mentioned, we have some cool things to talk about tonight. Obviously, you saw the thumbnail. The main topic tonight is Star Wars. We're going to be diving into uh, the Book of Boba Fett. We're going to be diving into Andor, um, some things that have kind of come out about them, maybe some possibilities, theories, Easter eggs, that type of stuff. We're going to be getting into that. 
Are we going to hit up that little Ahsoka rumor that is... Uh... That's not planned at the moment. That's not planned at the moment. Um, that'll be saved for a later date once that becomes a little bit more concrete. The stuff is de- definitely a little bit more concrete than that. Um, that'll be a little bit later on in the show. Uh, and we're going to be talking about um, Gunpowder Milkshake, the coolest movie name this year. Uh, Gunpowder Milkshake, the trailer came out, and we're going to be discussing that a little bit. And then uh, I might cover Conjuring 3 in a little bit. I'm the only one who has seen it. Jacob was supposed to be here with me to review it, but he is not here. So I might X-nay that to leave a little bit more time for Star Wars. But before all of that, we do a little thing here called Movie Watching Challenge. And we're going to get to that right now. So if you have not joined us before, uh, the what the Movie Watching Challenge here is, it's very simple. It's exactly what it is. We challenge each other to watch movies. Um Obviously, not every movie fan ever has seen every single film that's ever came out. And most of the time, our uh, what we like as movie fans are a lot different than other people. And so we want to challenge each other to watch movies that maybe we would never even touch, that get ourselves out of our comfort zone. And this past week, the challenge was sent to one Brian Avalasino, and he chose uh, a I did poll. Not choose. Oh, yeah. He chose right. a poll um, for the viewers to vote, and the 90s action thriller hit if you will led by keanu reeves and sandra bullock speed won the poll by over 40 percent um and so brian checked that out over the past weekend he's gonna be taking the time right now to review it with spoilers so if you have not seen speed um you have been warned but it's been out for a very long time so brian the floor is yours uh holy 90s movie batman (laughs) (laughs) movie rocks Uh, uh, you know there was a lot going on in this movie like a lot <laughs> people's heads were falling off and like it was trains were coming out of the ground and buses were exploding did, it, did were... someone get decapitated in the film yeah the bad guy i haven't seen it in a while so yeah it's been uh, 10 years at least i love the movie i think it's one of the coolest action movies ever I, there was a lot going on and was this? I didn't look it up. Was this Keanu's first big role? No. No. Point. Point. Uh, point, no, point break was point. his first big. Oh role. yeah. Damn. Yeah. Um, was this Sandra Bullock's first big role? I think so. I think she did Demolition Man before this, but I'll have to double check. Let me look. I will say, if you're referring to the acting, it's '90s. No, I was just curious oh, okay. if it was their first roles or not. Um, yep, Demolition Man's one year before, so. Okay, I'll take sorry. that for what it is. <laughs> it was okay. both early on in their career. Yeah. Um and this started a this started a, a trail of movies where they they were in movies for like three or four movies together and they are actually considered one of the one of the biggest um the biggest non-romances of all time. Like if you could watch interviews, the two of them said I had I had a crush on him and I had a crush on her but we never actually did anything about it. So if they, because they were in movie, like they were in a movie called The Lake House together. They were in this. I saw, in I've seen The Lake House. That movie sucked. And uh, their chemistry was like off the charts and they never like did anything about it. And they could be married right now and be like a power couple. Could, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Who did not show up in the sequel? Keanu? Keanu. Keanu. Okay, that's Keanu. Yeah, because the next which is a dumb move. Plus, the the sequel is terrible. Isn't it on a boat? <laughs> yeah, it's a yacht. All right, it's a uh, it's a cruise line. 
with William <laughs> yeah. Defoe. Yeah, it's a cruise line. <laughs> Jesus. Um, it's big, stupid fun is what the sequel is. Yeah. This, this one, mean, this one you can like is like grounded in reality. The sequel's not. It's still like big, stupid fun, kind of. I mean, like, I, I will say this. I was wondering the whole entire time how they were going to get off that bus. I was like, I literally was like, okay, they can do this. No, they can do this. No. So like that was kind of fun trying to figure that stuff out. Um, but yeah, just, like I said, holy nineties movie, but it, it was fun. It was a fun time. I, I, I chuckled uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Who did pick speed? Good question. Starter. Mm, interesting. So I was yeah, that's that's because and I'll just say Keith got to gone in 60 seconds before I could. That's fair. So. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was a fun movie. Don't know if I would want to watch the second one. I think you need to watch the sequel just because you saw the first. <laughs> and isn't there like four of them? Not that I know. I don't think oh, so. I don't know. I think there's I only thought... two. I think there's only two of them. Isn't the oh. second one like an extended title? It's Speed Cruise, cruise Control. Control. Something. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's on a cruise boat. Jesus. <laughs> and again, yeah. 90s. 90s. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, fun fun movie, fun choice. Uh, I, I, I dug it. It was uh, one of those ones that like I have seen chopped up because it was like always on TV. So it was nice to finally like put it all together and not just like think of different parts. And just whenever I saw something, I was like, okay, I remember seeing that on TV. I remember seeing that on TV. Oh, it's from this movie. So yeah, it was fun. Uh, oh my God, John, that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious if they somehow tied fast and the furious into speed. Um, but yeah, dig it. Good choice. Hey. To John Pierce's comment, there's a rumor about Keanu Reeves possibly being in Fast 10 or 11. They said that. That's that's been going for years, I feel like. Well, just a reminder, okay? I mean, I'm fine with it. I think he'd be kind of good in that franchise, but... You think he's the voice of Hobbs and Shaw? Maybe. That's what a lot of people think Think it is, that he may be the, vil- the overarching villain of the Hobbs and Shaw franchise. Fair. Yeah. Which yeah. could be could be interesting. Um, well, there you go, Brian. Uh, well, okay, Brian. How about this? I'll throw a curveball at you. Would if if this movie came out today and you just watched it, would you uh, tell viewers to see it, save it, or skip it? The, nowadays or when it came no, out? So, no, say say this. You're back in the '90s watching it for the first. Oh, I'd say see it. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's an action movie. Okay. With just lots of lots of explosions and the on-screen chemistry of the two leads pulling up, yeah. Dan Popper, Sandra Bullock <laughs> driving a wheel like this the whole entire time. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I would say see it. Okay, cool. Especially cool. back then. Back then, I, I think I, I, it made a decent amount of money too. If oh I'm yeah, right. it's it's considered one of the biggest like. 90 action blockbuster movies. Yeah, budget was 30 million, made 350. It's all practical effects, everything. Brian, I have a question. How do you feel about the Jeff Jeff Daniels moment? I'm not a giant Jeff Daniels person. You weren't sad? I mean, 
without spoilers, you know. Like, we said spoilers. He dies. There you go. Oh, he dies. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's yeah. So I'm Man. just like, okay. It's a messed up way to go. Man. Yeah. Well, yeah, but yeah, we're okay. We'll ask you this: Were you were you surprised? Uh, I mean, there was so much happening that, like, I felt like every twist you could possibly like imagine was gonna happen. <laughs> so, so, did I expect it? I'll say no. Am I surprised by it? No. So, I don't fair know enough. if that answers. Fair no, enough. No, that's that's good. That's plenty. That's plenty of an answer. Um, all right. So the next portion of the movie watching challenge, which we do every week here at Apocalypse Movies, um, the person who is challenged sends out a challenge, and uh, Brian this week selected none other than Mister uh, Snyder Cut himself, Gio Ramos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Gio was selected this week, and so the four of us, myself, Brian, um, Jacob, and Keith, all picked a movie. So we have four movies waiting in the block. But before we get to those movies, Gio, you have to decide. Your destiny lies in the hands of either a voter's poll or a number. Well, I think now is a good time to finally start taking control of my life. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna choose this time. Oh, I can't do it, Jason. So you're going with a number. You're going with no Brian, that's fine. That's fine. I, I have I have a I got him right here, so it's not a big deal. I just need to pull up the text thread. Okay. All right. So one through four, Geo. What's pick? Um, let's go with three. Okay, mm-hmm. your movie is. I mean, let's go. No, 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 no. So, so Brian, just for you knowing, Jacob and Keith watching, I went in the order that it is in our text thread. That's how I, I don't went. remember what it is. So, so I, even I'm not sure. And this is very cool for you watching. For all of you watching. You are watching the movie that this channel's name is named after. Apocalypse Now. Francis Ford Coppola's Apocalypse Now with Martin Sheen. You are watching Apocalypse Now, a.k.a. Apocaflix Now, this week. And you'll be reviewing it on next week's show. What are you thinking, man? That's pretty cool. I love a good war movie, honestly. I mean, Saving Private Ryan. Psychological war film up there but yeah i i hear a lot about that you know oliver stone was out of his mind when doing this movie charlie sheen talked about like just the amount of pressure and stress and what it did for him and giving a great performance who else is in this movie um oh it's it's a it's a pretty sizable cast but i know martin sheen is the lead in the movie yeah there's a lot of heavy names in this movie um but yeah i'm looking forward to it man like this is a this is a great one. I'm excited about this. Marlon Brando, sorry, Marlon Brando, Lawrence yes. Fishburne, Harrison Ford, Charlie Sheen, Dennis Hopper, um, Hopper Christopher okay. Walken, Scott Glenn. Dude, that's a stat cast. Yeah, man. it's it's a big cast because you see a lot of soldiers. It it takes place in wartime, and so there's a lot of a lot of faces to fill. And back then, and back then, these Harrison Fords and the Charlie Sheens and the Lawrence Fishburns weren't. The Harrison Fords, the Charlie Sheens, and Lawrence Fishwards back then, right? They're just up and coming actors who are trying to get parts. So yeah. you're going to recognize faces who back then were just trying to get some money. Um, but it follows Martin Sheen through this journey. And man, it is a 
Japan. Brian, dude. have you seen Brian? Have you seen Apocalypse Now? No, of course I haven't seen this. Uh, you never know, dude. And we don't talk about Oliver Stone enough on this channel, so it'd be a good opportunity to dive deep we, into one of his movies. Are we telling him who picked it? We can tell him who picked it. So I wanted to say, because I know John just asked in the chat. Uh, so originally, when I had watched it, it was on Prime Video, but I just looked. Um, it's no longer on a streaming service, so it is rent three ninety nine everywhere. Um, and that's no hey, it's just like going to a theater or, or th four bucks to rent a film and watch it as nothing. And uh, but yeah, so it, it originally was on Prime Video, but it no longer is. Um, I'm surprised it's not anywhere, but maybe it was a hot commodity a little while ago, so they took it off to get some rent money. But there you, so go. There you go, apocalypse now. Uh, yeah, and Gio, if you want to know who who uh, picked or chose it, you're more than welcome to. If not, then just hang on till next week. Uh, who chose it? Me. Hey. Why do, you think, why do you think you didn't get to change from three? <laughs> said, no, no, no. Hey, I went in the order of the text thread, okay? <laughs> that's that's how it came in. That's how it came in. Um, all right, so we're going to go ahead and move on. But before we move on real quick, Mr. Brian here has uh, something that he wants to tell you guys. Do I? Oh, you do. Spill the tea. Oh, yeah. Um, No, so tomorrow, Wednesday... Keep forgetting that there's another show that we do, uh, and that would be the Marvel Rewind, uh, our Loki recap show. Uh, comes out tonight at midnight, and you can join us here tomorrow while we uh, recap this crazy, crazy time-traveling show. And for me personally, I'm hoping I get a better grasp this episode on what the hell is going on. So uh, I don't know if we'll know that till episode six. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want to come talk with us tomorrow about it, uh, four o'clock, I believe. No, that's right. This is a late show. Seven thirty. Seven thirty. Um, so yeah, if you feel like uh, staying up, depending on where you live, watching a little uh, Marvel Rewind. Come check us out. We will deep dive into the world of Loki. Yeah, and that that show, as as all our shows are, are all available on podcast platform as well. So if you know you guys are on the go the next day or something, it will be available. Hit that subscribe button. Go follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, so with that said, let's go ahead and shift gears and move into some news. And before we do, Mister Fashionably Late AF is here, our normal host who had some tech problems, Mr. Jacob Bartley. He is here. What is hey. up, everybody? So sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can't see my name that I came in with, but it says fashionably late AF. So <laughs> that's what I am. And I'll just say I'm super disappointed my movie didn't win for Geo's challenge. I'm guessing he chose a number this he time. He chose a number. He chose a number. Nice. Well, maybe I'll get him next time. Jacob has tried to challenge you that same movie like 30 times. So I believe he... Keith also has picked. Yeah, that it's it's a movie that continues to come up, but maybe one day, one day. Um, no, one you're day. right on time. So we're, we're gonna get into some news, and we're gonna start with Gunpowder Milkshake, a new Netflix film that I don't know about you guys, but we did, I didn't know about this movie before the year started. This would have been on my most anticipated list of this year because it's in the vein of the John Wicks, it's in the vein of the Atomic Blondes, it's that high octane action. It doesn't give an F about how much blood and body parts it shows. And it stars five incredibly badass women um, up top, led by Karen Gillan, Lena, he Lena Hetty, Carla mm. Gugino, Michelle Yeoh, and Angela Bassett are the among many others inside the cast. Um, and like I said up top, 
the title is Gunpowder Milkshake. Like, how can you not get excited about this? <laughs> I mean, the movie looks amazing. The trailer was awesome. Again, high octane action. Uh, I loved it. I don't know about you guys. Uh, Brian, I'll let you start with this one off. What do you think about Gunpowder Milkshake? Uh, I have a feeling this is going to be a case that uh, I'm not like crazy, like, oh my God, I can't wait to see this. I think the name is kind of throwing me off, but I have a feeling after I watch it, I'm going to be like, holy crap, that was awesome. So, uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot of times where these movies, like, they have a weird name, and it kind of, for me, like, throws me off, but then I end up liking it. Like You just saw it, Brian, gunpowder milkshake, literally. No, I know. And so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm, and this is only on Netflix, right? It's not doing theater. Or no, they they announced today it, they're releasing it in theater on July 14th. Okay, see now nice. I think I would like it better. I theater. am doing whatever I can to see this movie in a movie theater. Yeah, so hopefully we could see it around us because that's a that's Wednesday, by the way, too, which is a weird date. That's a Wednesday. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's in a theater around here because. That way I have, it will have my like 100% full undivided attention. Cause I have a feeling if I'm at home, I'll be distracted by stuff watching this type of movie. Um, so yeah. And I'm sure it looks way better in a movie theater. Uh, Gio. Uh, yeah, I kind of echo what, what Brian says. I was a little thrown off by the trailer and to your point, I didn't know this movie was, happening but here we are and you nailed it when you said john wick atomic blonde uh karen gillian she is a proven awesome proven um star i mean she could definitely do action we saw her kick ass in uh, uh jumanji welcome to the jungle and of course nebula and the mcu uh this one has some i mean there's some heavy names on here okay and especially paul giamatti it's good to see him back as well um yeah, my, my my hope is that I have no doubts. I'm looking forward to this. My hope is that um, they give us some characters. They they don't just entirely lean on the John Wick or the the Atomic Blonde. You know the stuff that you know you've seen. I, I want to have interesting characters, and I want to see hopefully a world building because it looks like you know like we saw something familiar in this trailer where all of them are looking at their phones and like, I guess they're all assassins and whatnot. You could easily have your female John wick right there. There you go. Um, the only thing you have to do is just give us characters that we care about. You know, that's one thing to make them look cool and have them say one liners, but it's the characters when it comes down to it. That's what we love. That's what we loved about John wick. You know, he wasn't just Keanu Reeves kicking ass. He was uh, a, a man who lost his wife, lost his dog. And just, you know, he, he had this reputation and the movies built on it. So I want to see the same from Gunpowder Milkshake, except in their own style. Um, Netflix is kicking ass right now. I love that. This is why they're the king of the streaming world. Um, they just spend big money and they, you know, jump on any properties, any franchises that they can. Um, it doesn't always work out. Let's, let's say it always works out. It doesn't. But uh, this one looks like it, it could be a hit. And I'm with you. I will we'll be there to see it in theaters. And Jacob. I just watched this 
trailer as I was trying to get my internet back on. Um, thankfully, our phones still work with <laughs> with our mobile networks while our internet's down. But this movie looks absolutely incredible. It, it And look, we've been getting a lot of these assassin-based movies where there's these organizations of assassins. And not all of them are great, but there's been a lot of good ones. And obviously, John Wick has probably brought these movies to the forefront recently. But this one catches my in particular because of the cast. Like Karen Gillian is amazing. Uh, Lena Headey has her mom. Like, and they're just like, I don't think we've seen one where mother and daughter are kicking ass together, which is pretty cool. And just the rest of the supporting cast is incredible. I love Carla Duccino. Like, so do she, I. I freaking yeah. love her. She's like one of my Hollywood crushes as well. So Who is I... That? <laughs> thank you brian but um <laughs> but no but this looks so cool and to me it's like yes and i love that geo brought up character bring make us care about these characters and i think they set it up pretty well with the daughter and the long lost mother and all that so hopefully they deliver on that but also i want to see some cool stuff that i haven't seen before and i think they're in a bowling alley it looks like fighting yeah yeah uh so that looks pretty cool. So as I mean, long as oh, it's called some... Diner too, with, with like yeah, oh, absolutely. It it all looks awesome. So and to me, a lot of these uh, assassin-based action movies recently, they focus on one character. Like it's about John Wick or Charlie Theron's character in Atomic Blonde or uh, Bob Odenkirk in Nobody. But this seems like it's more of an ensemble. It's not just about Karen Gillings' character. So I I'm looking forward to it for sure. Yeah, I I love. I love the idea of like, like you said, the long lost mother factor um, and that it is uh, Lena Headey. I think that's really cool. I, I, I think personally that we don't see enough of her. Um, oh, I agree. Obviously yeah. she was on Game of Thrones for a very long time as Cersei and that, that obviously takes a, a very large precedence when it comes to filming stuff. Um, but she was great in the Dread, uh, the Dread film where she played Mama. Mm -hmm. uh, she was great as Sarah Connor in the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which ran a few seasons, and nobody really saw it, which is unfortunate because the show was actually really I good. Heard that was good. The show was actually yeah. really good, and she played a really good Sarah Connor. Um, so she's done a lot of good action stuff in her career, but she hasn't really like ever popped up too much. Um, and yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think Karen Gillan, not Gillian, by the way, guys, Gillan, um, she is on the rise to become like the next big thing, like the next big thing. Uh, everyone She's out of the cast in the Pirates reboot, right? Too supposedly, isn't she? Or is that, uh, a rumor? that was Margot Robbie? I think. Um, oh, I think they're doing two. Yeah, they're yeah. doing two Pirates reboot. Uh, or like two. I, I mean, I, the, she yeah. might be in it with Mar. I know Margot Robbie is is doing the Pirates of the Caribbean. Anyway, Brian, can look that up. Why? Why? Will we kind of finish this up? Um, out of those. Uh, Jumanji films, she was the person everyone was talking about the most. Uh, her character, the way she approached things, the action she was involved in because of the type of character she was inside the game. Um, and Gio mentioned her time as Nebula in, in the MCU, and her time in the MCU is not done. Uh, she is being catapulted as one of those very important characters inside not just the Guardian space, but the space in general. Um, and so she is, she is taking on these high-profile action roles, and for her to lead a cast like this and be the center point for everything is pretty big. And I'm very, very excited to see what it's all about. <laughs> John. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Just, uh, 
it took it. me a while to get that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, any final thoughts on Gunpowder Milkshake before we head uh, head on to the next one? I hope it's eating theaters. Same. Same. Yeah, hopefully it's funny little, how little Sacramento that, Valley gets yeah, it. Hopefully, it's funny yeah. that that changes our excitement. Whether it's going to be in theaters. Oh or yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. They saw what Zack Snyder did for Netflix with Army of the Dead. And, hey. So. <laughs> Unreal. Um, all right. Well, we're going to go and shift gears into the uh, next topic. We will be getting to our watch along picks and Star Wars here very, very soon. But before we do, because Jacob is now here, myself and Jacob are going to kind of get into a little bit of discussion about The Conjuring 3. Gio and Brian are more than welcome to stay or leave if they don't want to hear any kind of spoilers or anything. There's not really a ton of spoilers in this film because it, it is actually based on a very, very popular true story that took place a, a long time ago. Um, so just... Warning for everybody watching, if you don't want any spoilers for The Conjuring 3, uh, which is available on HBO Max and in theaters, um, head out for a few minutes, come back, and we'll get into some Star Wars stuff here very soon. Uh, but Jacob, let's talk about this, man, because The Conjuring, the devil made me do it. Um, very interesting approach for a horror film, I will say. Uh, the horror film has a villain, which is something... That usually doesn't happen inside yeah, like these conjuring actual films. live human. It's not a demon. Yeah. It's not a demon. It's not the devil or like the nun or Annabelle or something. There's like a legit villain outside of what's happening with the demon space, which I found very interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. Like it didn't like blow my mind. But when I started to figure it out, I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, let's see where they go with this. And Obviously, it is still tied to demonic stuff and, and all that. It's still, like, is built on that mythology. But it's obviously witchcraft um, kind of using those demonic things to, you know, handle some stuff. So, it, yeah, that was pretty cool because I guess it made it different than most of these other paranormal movies, you know? So, that was interesting. And obviously, I don't know how real the story is like i i knew about the guy who supposedly was possessed and the case and all that stuff but i didn't know about the witchcraft and all and all of those things so i'm wondering what is like what how true was it you know i'm curious about that yeah i, I agree and it's, it's hard to tell if if or how much films fictionalize something obviously or or you know fill gaps per se to to fit a story um the the story of Arnie, I think, what is it, Arnie Johnson? I think, his I think name so. Is? Yeah, think Arnie Johnson. Yeah, Arnie Johnson. Um, incredibly interesting story. Like, incre like the way the film started, I was like instantly like hooked into the what was happening. That like, opening crazy, scene is crazy. Opening, incredible, scene. crazy yeah. opening scene. Uh, the detail and everything was insane. Um, I loved how for a bit they were kind of going back and forth, uh, in time, and then the. And then the times kind of caught back up to each other at one point. Mm -hmm. um, I will say two things, though. And this kind of sums up my overall thoughts about this film. Ed and Lorraine, Ed and Lorraine Warren, Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmiga have never been better inside of a Conjuring film than this movie together. Two, it was so badly missing James Wan. Absolutely. So yeah, bad. I, I agree with both of those things. Now, obviously, it seems like we had some excitement around this film. And those things that we talked about were cool and interesting. But overall, this movie was a disappointment. But it has nothing to do with 
Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. They are incredible. And the only reason I really like this movie is because of them. This movie is kind of like two different films. You have the story of Ed and Lorraine and all that stuff. I loved when it comes to them and their past and what they're going through while trying to deal with this case. I'm just, I just love those characters and I love those actors. Patrick Wilson is, I think he's one of the most underrated actors in Hollywood. Agreed. Agreed. And so them, they were great and they did something different. He, at the beginning of the film, I mean, it was spoiler. He has a heart attack. So he, you know, when you're kind of trying to recover from that, you're, you're not yourself. You're not physically all there. So he's, you know, on a, using a cane the whole time. He's not. Up, and she, you know, she's taking, she's taking the lead in everything. Exactly. She like physically has to do everything. And of course she has her ability uh, too. And he tries his best to be there for her, but he obviously can't. So they're dealing with that stuff. And obviously they're, they're aging. So that's affecting them. Uh, but then they have this crazy case that's actually making them have to be out in the physical world a lot more than they're used to. So that stuff was cool, but really like, I know the case is a real story and it's intriguing in that. Right. But other than that, I don't feel like they executed the, the horror part of this. It movie didn't feel like well. a horror movie. So first of all, it wasn't that scary. It didn't feel like a horror movie. It wasn't that scary. Like, uh, insidious, the last key, that movie sucks, but it's way scarier than this movie. Like, this movie wasn't scary. Like there's a few jump scares, but nothing that like was out of the ordinary or shocked me. Honestly, it was all just pretty generic it as was, far as yeah, a horror they, film goes. There wasn't like, and again, I hate to keep using it, but there wasn't like that James Wan factor where like in the first conjuring film, for example, right? Mm -hmm. When the mother is looking down to the basement in the dark and the hands come up behind her, there yeah. wasn't a moment like chills that. There's, of that. <laughs> there's not there's not a moment like everything is is kind of like right in front of your face in the film and like and this is a spoiler thing but when they're in the morgue with the bodies oh yeah and there could have been such a cool way for them to pull a horror moment with the body that ended up waking up oh but instead, yeah for the, sure. the camera just lingered on the body it just mm -hmm. sat there in it, I never got like the chills or any kind of scare or moment from it, like I like I would have if something someone like James Wan had directed it. And it's nothing against the director, but these movies need something like that. They've been built up to that so far. Yeah. So this director, he directed that La Llorona movie, the horror movie that came out a couple years ago, and I don't think I, I didn't see it, but it wasn't really received that well. But. Uh, so yeah, so he was the director, but, and so if you think about the first two Conjuring movies, the first one is amazing. I think it's arguably the best horror movie ever made in my opinion, the first Conjuring. The second one's pretty good, not as good, but what did they both do? They both introduced elements that then got spinoffs because they were so popular and everybody loved them. Annabelle, uh, the nun. And so, and then we've got spinoffs from those. There's like, how many films are there in the Conjuring universe? Like seven or eight, right? Mm -hmm. So and so this movie, I don't think it's going to have any type of pop culture impact like that at all, in my opinion. I agree. And, and like you said, Jake, that that moment in, in there in, in the morgue could have been very scary, but it wasn't, to be honest. And the scariest thing about this movie is, I don't know if you caught this, Jake, you, pro you obviously did, is the, the cut scenes where it would go completely pitch black dark. 
I wish I'm wondering in the movie theater if that would have played a lot it, better. I had a hard time seeing some things because I wasn't on a movie screen because it was mm-hmm. a very dark film. Yeah, so and then and then when it would transition scenes sometimes it would go like pitch black and you couldn't really see anything. And mm-hmm. I think that was an editing choice like to make it more scary. And I think that would have been scarier in the movie theater for sure, but overall like uh it is a disappointment for me because I love this franchise. <laughs> And I was looking forward to it. But like you said, Jake, the the main characters were great. And that's what we care about. So like, even if they do a fourth one with these characters, I'll watch it just for them. So real quick before I ask the big question here, uh, Arnie, the character who focuses or the story is focused on outside of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, true story. Uh, what happened was in the story is the, the movie is about the first time ever in the U.S. that in a court, they claim um, that the crime happened because he was possessed by a demon. Yes. And yeah. it had happened overseas before, uh, never in the United States. And the whole just court side of everything, the lawyers and everything are like, you're an idiot for trying to do this. And so Ed and Lorraine are trying to now prove this. And if he doesn't happen, uh, Arnie's life, he, like they're already going for the death penalty is what happened. Um you fast forward through everything. Uh, he officially gets the first time ever that he pleads not guilty because he was possessed by a demon. He gets manslaughter, served five years. He marries his girlfriend in prison, and they're living today happily where they are. He is alive, out of prison, no demon things, anything like that. I don't. Again, talking about what we talked about earlier, don't know how much all of that is true. But as far as his case goes, he served five years for what happened, and he was gone. That's yeah. So yeah, and that's all true. They they showed that at the end of the movie, and they had a, they had they, a, a real recording at the end of the film, guys. That was terrifying. Yeah, terrifying. It it, it makes that, that might have been the scariest part of the movie. A recording was. of what? Like uh, so the opening. It's a recording, the real life recording of the opening scene of the film. Um, because Ed and Lorraine, they record everything. Basically, and they were trying to do an exorcism on the little boy. And, and it was movie. it was the real-life tapes, and you hear this boy's voice go from eight-year-old to full-blown demon within seconds. It is it, – if you just want to watch that, like, I'm getting chills thinking about it, just fast-forward well, the credits. Yeah, you're right, Jake. That. that was the scariest part because we were like, oh, it's over. And then that started playing, and we just sat there. It was the creepiest part of the movie for me. It was legitimate because that's, like, real-life stuff right there. Yeah, and as far as, like, the – the witch who was uh, performing witchcraft and stuff, she they showed the real life version of her, so she yeah. played a role in it in it somehow. Oh, yeah. So it it's kind of creepy to me. I, I also so. saw that coming from a million miles away that that was his daughter. A million. Oh, miles that part. YouTube. Million miles away. So. Yeah. So it was cool. Like it was an interesting. I liked the idea of oh, it's not just a demon from hell trying to possess somebody. That it's a real life person trying to make these things happen um like she basically she had to basically possess someone have them kill somebody and then have them kill themselves and she had to do that in order to save her own soul and she's performing witchcraft to do this i will say jake pretty cool death scene for her like Uh, the way that the bodies moved in like the exorcisms mm -hmm. and the way that she i would that that might actually be the creepiest part because hearing like bones cracking yeah. and body limbs going in oh, oh like you that. love that stuff. oh that is the so she the, failed like, in doing that obviously and because 
she's supposed to give a soul to hell to a demon and they took her soul instead and, and the way she well, dies was pretty cool and it was herself who took her soul oh yeah 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 the That's demon right. the demon became her and she came face mm -hmm. to face with herself and it killed her yeah so was, it, it had his ups it's not a total like terrible movie well i, I wanted to ask see yeah. it save it or skip it so like i definitely it depends if you're a horror fan and you and you enjoy going to the movie theaters i think you'll have a good time but if this was only in theaters i would say save it Ooh, okay yeah. I'd, I'd say see it i'd say see it yeah i'm close or to see it because i think it's a most people go to horror movies to just have a good time and get some scares and have that thrill and it gives you that so I, I'm teetering on see it or save it, but definitely not skip it. This was definitely a pretty interesting moment too, where he moved from the boy to Arnie at the beginning of the movie. That was pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. That was pretty crazy. I was um, like, you're crazy, man. I would yeah. never, I don't, I don't want to say I don't believe in that stuff, but I would never do what he did <laughs> that, in the beginning he, of the movie. He is a brave soul, but also a really dumb soul for doing that. He basically told the demon, he said, take me instead. And I was like, you're, you're an idiot. <laughs> hey, but he lived to tell the story. True. He tell the story. True. He saved the boy, actually. He so. Yeah, he saved him. His Jacob girlfriend will meet you for it if you want to pretend Ooh. conjure. Okay, with that said, let's go ahead and move on. Let's shift gears. Um, <laughs> I will throw... say this. Go ahead. The Conjuring does slightly interest me. I think, you should, I think you should watch them, Brian, both of, or all of them personally. Just Well, the, the thing is, though, franchise. these movies don't yeah. have gore, Brian. Like, they, no, no they I know. There's no I blood know. or anything. No, I know. I it, I will say out of all these scary movies that have been happening for a while, this franchise has intri intrigued me, I, which is ironic because the, I, the only one I've seen is The Nun, and I thought that was the most god-awful movie. Oh, yeah. The that, Nun that came sucks. from The Conjuring 2, and The Conjuring 2 is actually considered by a lot to actually be the best Conjuring movie. Not by me. Not by me. Yeah, so The Conjuring 1 and 2 are good. Annabelle Creation is really good. Is that the second one? Yeah, Anna, the, the first Annabelle. Is, the second sucks. one is great. The second, the second one is one's really great. Good. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So there's a little universe here you should get into, Brian. Mm. The Shazam director <laughs> did Annabelle Creation, Brian. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and James Wan, who did Aquaman, does Conjuring. So why not? Who did the shitty Annabelle? <laughs> I don't know because I never other saw directors. That. I didn't see the <laughs> first one. Of was there a third? Is there a third? There one? is a third one. It's okay. Okay, it's I haven't not, seen. I've only ever seen the second the one, which is one. interesting. Uh, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and move on. We're gonna get to our watch along picks, guys. We're gonna reveal our watch along picks. Um, before I let the boys go, I'm gonna start with Keith because he is not here. I will reveal his movie. Um, and let me just pull up real quick to make sure I got the right streaming service for him. Unless someone has it on top of their head. Um, let's see. Keith oh, was phone. given. Well, I know I'm Amazon. Oh, God. Did I scroll that far? <laughs> okay, here we go. Keith was given Got Netflix. It. Keith was given Netflix. Okay. Um, so on Netflix, he chose uh, one of the cooler action movies of the mid-2000s, actually. Uh, a movie that I don't think is enough praise. And that is SWAT. Ah, Colin Farrell, Sam Jackson, Michelle Rodriguez, LL Cool J movie. Uh, <laughs> also with a little bit of a young Jeremy Renner in there, too. Um, very cool movie, in my opinion. But mm. that's that's Keith's pick. Brian, have you seen SWAT? I don't think so. Colin Farrell looks so young. I actually, really, I actually really enjoy that movie. 
Um, I think it's a really, really good movie, but we'll see. Old choice for Netflix. Watch on. There's a lot of movies on Netflix you could have picked from, and he went with that one. Yeah. Um, All right, Mr. Brian, I will go to you next. Reveal the service you have and the movie. Uh, I have Amazon Prime, and they're... I couldn't find Jack, you know what? And then all of a sudden, this little gem scrolled across. This is an absolute gem. And you know what? I was like, I'm two for two the last two months. (laughs) This might tear me into the three. And that would be the hilarious Tropic Thunder. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So let's hope that... uh, Wow. I can make this three for three because if we get this, we are going to be laughing our pants off. It's a, it's a great Brian. it's a great choice. It is yes. a great choice. The parallels, it's it's a spoof film of all war movies, which makes it so fun. Um, I just think I always know if I did good or not by Jake's first reply after I send the movie. If I don't hear anything, I know it was a crap pick. If I get like nice or perfect. Then I'm like, all right. And I got oh, perfect. So pick. mine was a crap pick then. I see. I That's see not it. true. Jacob, <laughs> yours is actually, yours is, I think yours is my favorite pick of the bunch personally. Oh, but I'm going really? go to I'm going to go to, to Mr. Gio Ramos. Reveal the service you got and the movie, which is not a surprise at all. Oh, he, you gave him so, this one? The service I got was HBO. Max. Oh my! I thought we banned Geo from HBO Max. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, the epic movie of the year. Okay, dare I say the decade? But the decade just started. Okay. Mortal Kombat. Hint? Look at my wall. Look at my shirt. We're gonna That's sit for right, four baby. hours. Zack Snyder's Justice League. You're gonna get to watch it with me. I mean us. And we are gonna <laughs> bathe in the glory that is the unfiltered, oh the unmeddled with by Warner Brothers version of Justice League, and it could be epic if you just simply vote for it. So, hey, let's uh, let's have a great time. Interesting. <laughs> Look, I am all for that movie. I like it a lot, but are we really going to sit for four hours? It's probably going to win because oh the viewers want to torture us. Afraid of all and, but, hold on a second. Are we are we going to stay up till 11 to watch this? Is all I'm wondering. Because it's probably going to win because the viewers are going to do that to us. I mean, we can, hey, we can start it at... Uh, Rachel, hello. Welcome back. We can start it at 4.30. And then I'll just be the one on, and you guys just jump in whenever. And honestly, that's no, it's nothing against the movie, nothing against your pick, but we'll it have is. to figure that out if it wins. It You've been that way since day one, man. All I had time. to say. We're not, wait a second, we're not fighting against the movie. Why are you turning it into an us versus you thing? I'm the only one saying anything. Every time. It's always three on one. They're they're not even saying anything. What the hell? I said hi to Rachel. I didn't I didn't say a single word. If they if if Kevin Feige tomorrow came out with a a movie that combined Infinity War and Endgame into like one feature film. I wouldn't do a watch along of it. Nobody. Huh? I mean, we've had. I wouldn't do a watch along of a four to four to six hour movie. I'm sorry. Like, I'll put it this way: if if one of you guys chose Endgame, I would be asking the same exact question because it's three hours. 
So we can, but, we, we we have to stick to the, to the two hour man. No, we don't have to. Not at all. Hmm. Uh, look, if if we're all deciding as a group if that wins, we're doing a four hour stream. I'll do it. No problem. So and this is asking. a good point. This is no going to your Snyder Cut fans. So I can't tweet out the the poll. You put it on a Snyder Cut board last <laughs> time. Say hey, go vote so this wins. Oh my goodness! That's that's I'm not promoting the channel. Can we no. find a Tropic Thunder no. board or a swap yeah. board? Yeah. Good. Uh, if you can find a swap board, then go for it. There's yeah. definitely no rigging the system on this one, or if it's off, or else it's off the board. I'll make the call hey, fun, now. There's no rigging the slot. And I'm not lying about this. David Ayer wrote the script. Zack Snyder was his pick to direct it, but because the studio didn't want an R-rated SWAT, uh, another director was chosen for. But doesn't wow. take away from the movie. Wow, that's interesting. well. With all that said, Mr. Bartley, you are up next. I'm sorry I caused all that trouble. Um, well, hopefully my movie has a fighting chance. I got Hulu. I was assigned Hulu, oh, and. Hulu has a mixed, you know, sometimes they have great movies on there, sometimes not. But luckily, they have the brilliant kick-ass on Hulu. And simply, this movie kicks ass. So that's why you guys should vote for it. But also, it is the greatest, most the most recent greatest performance by Nicolas Cage as <laughs> Big Daddy. He is incredible in this movie it's so much fun if you haven't seen it it's it's one of the most underrated comic book movies and i, I guess underappreciated comic book movies ever made in my opinion so Matthew we should Bond. definitely watch kick-ass in my opinion and yeah, i haven't I seen it in a while i watched the snyder cut like three times recently so i've never seen it so i, like I want to watch kick-ass kick-ass would be a great choice and like i said it might be my favorite of uh, of all the choices i'm curious um, to hear jake's now we'll see yeah so <laughs> i was given disney plus and you know, Disney Plus can be hard sometimes, and I was given. Um, I gave myself, and it's it's tough to pick just because. And I didn't realize this; they actually rotate movies, which I was not expecting. They um, do, yeah. Like like I would have easily picked Tron Legacy, but Tron's not on Disney Plus anymore. Um, mm. I don't know why. I don't know if they have a certain amount of months they're going to keep it on there. I'm not sure. That's like but, the only movie I've ever heard get taken off. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you like, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool movies like Heavyweights and and stuff like that that I can go with. Um, but I was like, you know what? I see these other choices, and me personally, I haven't picked an animated film before. Um, and then I started looking around, and I was like, oh my god, it's it's too perfect. It's it's too perfect of a choice for this group. It's too perfect of a choice for this this month. Because lo and behold, today it is actually the 20th anniversary of Atlantis: The Lost Empire, <laughs> uh, and so why not nice. celebrate Milo Thatch and Company uh, and watch Atlantis: The Lost Empire, the Disney film that needs an adaptation right away. It needs an it needs an adaptation yesterday. Uh, so that is my my pick for Disney Plus: Atlantis, um, the Michael J. Fox led film. Uh, let's check it out. Let's 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 dive deep into the sea, everybody. Nice. I like that thing. You know, I just recently watched it for the movie watching challenge. So you did. That is correct. I would be down for that. I believe I won that one. Good choice, Rachel. It's a good choice. That My definitely would not have won. Kind of has choice. Atlantis in it, but not really. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay, <laughs> so the poll will go up. Uh, actually, it'll go up a little bit later on um, because we have. Oh no! Actually, Geo picked a number. Never mind. Poll will go up tomorrow for the watch along, and as far as the date that that will be happening. It will be taking place on June 29th, Tuesday, June 29th. 
uh, we'll be back here watching one of those five films. So again, I'll run through them very quickly. We have Atlantis, The Lost Empire, Kick-Ass, Tropic Thunder, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and SWAT. Those are the five choices. Poll will go up tomorrow morning, and you can cast your vote. And we will be watching one of those here in just a few weeks. So we're not allowed to tweet out, right? <laughs> you can tweet, but don't be hashtagging. That way everybody sees everything. That's cheating. I can't hashtag Atlantis the Lost Empire. I'm sorry. Yeah, because nobody like and yeah, it's just so I yeah. can't like, hey guys, come check out Apocalypse movies. Hashtag Restore Snyderverse. You know what? I, you know, you know what, Gio? You go for it. I want to see if this movie actually wins or not. You go for uh, it. You go for it. Hey, go I propose it. a two night split if it wins. Yesterday was uh 250,000 tweets for Restore the Snyderverse. So. You we'll can't see. restore the Snyderverse. This is released the Snyder Cut. Sorry. Both. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. We're going to get to our main topic. We're going to talk about our watch-along picture out of the way. And we're waiting uh, just under an hour to talk about this bad boy. We have some Star Wars news to cover. Um, and over the last week, uh, two series have kind of gotten some details, uh, concrete details, if you will, as far as uh, things that we will be seeing. And we're going to start with the Book of Boba Fett. Um in the book of Boba Fett, which we saw at the end of season two for the Mandalorian, uh, would officially be coming this Christmas. So December of this year. And not only have we heard that it is being considered a, um, Mandalorian season 2.5, a la civil war to Avengers 2.5. Um, but there's also some new details according to Tamira Morrison himself, um, which I'll be reading right here. Uh, so he had said while talking with Rotten Tomatoes, I'll throw an image up while I talk. Um, Tamir Morrison said the following, well, we can't say too much, but we're going to see his past and where he's been since the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, somebody pointed out he's been kind of stuck in this one place, and now's the time to actually go back in time and check out this journey and find out more about him. Uh, so when we watch season two of The Mandalorian and seeing Boba Fett, Boba Fett excuse me, uh, we, we know that he has obviously been gone for five years. Uh, we don't know what he's been up to, and the last time we saw him, he was devoured by a Sarlacc. Uh, and so what the hell is happening since then? Um, he, he talked about the empire strikes back and a lot of people actually took it as the time in between the empire strikes back and return of the Jedi. Where actually he is talking about the time after return of the Jedi and that time of him escaping the Sarlacc pit and where he goes from that five years until we meet him in the Mandalorian. So I kind of want to talk about it, get you guys thoughts, uh, things that we could see. Do we need to see the Sarlacc pit on screen? That type of stuff. Also the fact that, the uh, book of Boba Fett has been said to have many cameos by a lot of popular Star Wars characters. Uh, just open the floor a little bit. Whoever wants to go first. So just give a question for me. clarification. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just, just going to say, give me bounty hunters. Mm -hmm. Well, you get one at least. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, Geo, clarification. Go, go ahead. Um, so this, this, these flashbacks are going to happen post him ex escaping the Scarlet pit. It's, I would say anything is fair game from the second he swallowed into the Starlack pit. Yes. So we get to actually maybe see him escape the Starlack pit. I so I we can open that conversation right now. I think that needs to happen on screen. Oh, it, I, I, I think we need to see it. To. It can't yeah. be just like a story he's telling. We need to actually see it happen. Yeah. Well, he says we're going to see where he's been since the Empire Strikes Back. So we could see stuff prior to the sarlacc pit oh yeah absolutely sarlacc pit too 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But well, and I didn't say this up top, but the only reason why I would say that that might not happen, and this just comes with the whole canon thing, they're actually covering that exact thing in comics right now. Are they? Okay. They're, they're telling those stories in the comics. And so it would definitely be strange for them to basically tell that on screen with it going on in the comics too. We could still get a scene or two, like yeah, oh yeah, something sure. they don't show in the comics. Or maybe you know? him talking about a moment that we saw in the comics. Yeah, like for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the bounty hunters. Uh, so, so Gio, is that something you want to see? Is him escaping the Sarlacc pit? Well, yeah, because I've seen concept art of it, or not concept art, fan art, excuse me, of his escape, you know, and him yeah. holding a blade and just cutting his way through. I think That's that'd fine, be cool. Yeah. But is there any chance that we could see him in, like interact with a, I don't know, like a clone? Would any clones be left, like Rex? Well, we we don't know. And I got to bring <laughs> up this comment real quick, just from Brian Ward, who did all our graphics here on Apocalypse. Um, and my T-shirt. Bri- that Bri- Brian, do we know that Sarlacc's actually poop? Do we know? I mean, every there's that book, Everyone Poops. That, I, so. But does that imply a Sarlacc as well? It's an interesting <laughs> question. Might have to yeah. break that down at some point. Um, anyway, uh, Gio, so to answer your question, the only clone that we know of in canon at the moment is Rex. He's the only one. Uh, and it was implied that he was fighting at Andor with the, re- with the rebellion, etc. Outside of that, we're not sure. Um, it would be interesting though, because he obviously is a clone himself. Uh, but as we saw in Mando, he's also pretty deformed at this point. And at, at that point, his scars wouldn't have healed. So he'd probably even be more messed up. Hmm. Okay. That would be cool though. Like it's possible they're they're both alive at the same time. Like it's we don't know what happened to Rex, obviously. So yeah. it's it could be in a flashback or in modern day. Like it, it could be. I just think it would probably I be a missed Frost. opportunity. I need Forlorn. I need Zuckus. I need Dengar. IG88. Bosk has already been confirmed. Give me those five. You can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, but I'm, wondering, I'm curious about IG-88. Like, how do they make him different from IG-11? You know, I guess just personality-wise, and he, maybe yeah, he has he a wouldn't, different... He wouldn't have the personality. He'd be yeah, a straight he, a straight droid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, how he, that's how he was in the old school mm-hmm. legend stuff. That's exactly how he was. Um, Honestly, if I had to pick one, I would want Bosk. I'd... Yes, Bosk is the popular out of the five. But I also really want to see Dengar. I do too. I really want to see Dengar. I do too. Dengar's the one that has the the wrapping over his his eyes and his head. Um, very tall character. Um, but Bosk is the popular choice. He he's been in Clone Wars. Uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. He was obviously a, a mainstay in the Battlefront series as a character. Um, well, we've never really seen Trandoshans that much. We right? saw in Mando season one. Yeah, but like I'm not animated, and that's it basically. Yeah, Empire, Empire, obviously, but like full on conversations and doing stuff, and I want to see that so bad. I agree, I agree, and and we don't know what the relationship is like at this point. What what Boba and and Boss is like? They ran before they ran with each other for a long time, but being bounty hunters, stuff happens. They kind of go out on their own a little bit sometimes, and there's definitely a possibility that it could be a rough relationship. Um, one thing I did want to ask though, and 
Uh, Gio, I don't know if, if you'll know this or not, but could we possibly see a live action version of him him and Cad Bane go at it? Oh, God, that's I, another one. I know what Cad Bane looks like. I don't know what he is like. A bounty well, hunter. He's just he's a bounty hunter. Right? He's a blue bounty hunter with a hat, with a cowboy hat. Yeah. Yeah, kind of kind of looks like Bane with a hat. He's um, a badass. Badass. I was so thinking, there, there, oh, go, go ahead, Gio. Go ahead. No, I was just like my my mind was out there. Like, what are the chances we see some sort of interaction between him and Han Solo and Alden Ehrenreich or something? You know, like, but that's just wishful thinking. Like, I'm I'm talking out my ass because I don't really know too much of this era. But I mean, hey, if you have the opportunity there, you know, like, well, I will say this: this this time period, the five five years after Return of the Jedi, is very untouched. It is very, very untouched with characters like Boba and Bosk and Han. It's just like word of mouth stuff of what they've been doing. So it's there's a lot of free reign. And like they said, expect to see a lot of characters. There's a possibility we see a lot of people. A lot of people in this series, especially if it's being considered a 2.5, um, and they're on Tatooine, will probably get Cobb Vanth, I would imagine. Oh, I, I, that to me is the most obvious one because he's like, He's said in Mandalorian that he's like trying to make it better. And that relationship would be interesting. It was set up in Mandalorian purposefully so they can meet again in Book of Boba Fett. They're going to be like Like two rival. It just makes sense. Uh, The only thing that makes me think about the bounty hunter stuff is just how much they're doing the comics right now and how that's such a big thing right now that I don't, I don't know if it'll affect it playing out in the tv show or maybe the comics are going to a setting up something for the future so they won't touch it in mando i oh no you know who i would love to see so much jake who am i thinking of there's a there's a lot of people you really want them to guess or you can't think of it (laughs) no I i have it Oh, I mean, Brian. There's like dozens of people that I can guess right now. Just go I would like to see Valance. Yeah, that's yeah. Although, oh yeah, you guys talked about him. I on, don't think that would happen because yeah. people aren't going to know who the hell he is. But that, but they didn't know who the hell Cobb Vanth was, and look what they did. Well, I'm actually. Yeah, but- I would rather see somebody like that, to be honest. Like than somebody they, that everybody knows. They they've done plenty of times in the past where. They've brought in someone that like the books or comic know, but they've done it in a way where it's introducing it to new fans. They could easily do that with Valance. Easily. And their history. Yeah, I mean, they kind of did that with uh, Leia's friend from Alderaan, right? The um, She's in Rogue or not, not in Rogue One. She's oh, in The Last Jedi. Uh, Holdo. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Good call. Yeah, call. they kind of did that with her, too. Um but yeah, I think anything's fair game to be honest. Like I, I, I know some fans are like, "Oh, I don't want to see. I don't want to he- see everything explained. I don't need to see all the like." But there's certain things that it's not about like explaining everything to us. It's just like Ugh. giving fans like cool stuff that they can see. Like that, I'm all about that. Like if you can deliver like a special moment, like the Luke Skywalker one at the end of Mando season two, like. I, nothing will probably top that, but I'm just saying, you know, if, if you bring in 
a Han into one scene or something like that. Like, why not? Like, it's it's cool to do stuff like that. And even I'm not saying that specifically, but I would love to see like if it's him escaping the Sarlacc pit or him doing something that we've heard of but we've never seen. Agreed. Like Agreed. I'm down for that. And that, that's why I brought up the Cad Bane situation because we saw the unedited version of that. Could it be told in live action like a flash? Exactly. Movie? And the great thing about this is we know during the original trilogy era, he was always in his suit and always had his helmet on. So yep, you, you don't can take it off. do a flashback with just a, a stunt guy in a suit and have Tamara Morrison voice him. Yep. Boom. There's no like de-aging or anything. You don't have to even touch it. So it it's perfect. Like it's it's not too expensive. It works out. So I, I wanted to bring up something that could be interesting because we know that so at the end of Mando, we saw Boba and Fennec Shand essentially wipe out what was left of Jabba's gang and take over the Hut cartel, essentially, is what they were doing. Right. And that could be a form of waging war up against other crime syndicates. <laughs> what if this is I a just saw that last comment. What if this is a possibility? I always and forget this, her name this, is spelled that way. But what if this is a way that you bring it, you bring back in something like Crimson Dawn? I would they'd love to, that. They would have to age her. That, but that's easy. That's, that's no, I know. Easy. I'm that's, just saying they would have to age her. They could do that yeah. with makeup and prosthetics. And I would things, love yeah. to be honest. The crime syndicate I would love to see is the Pikes. I agree. I want to see more Pikes on screen. Man, if but she again, somehow like got over Maul. Yeah. We saw Pikes last time in Solo. Oh, yeah, that's I know. True. Solo, but yeah. that's like that's bare that they barely are in it, and they, they barely they would have to they would have to do something with spice. That's the only reason that that Pikes get kind of get involved is when it has to do with spice. And I don't see Boba leaving Tatooine personally. He's gonna in present day. In present day. He's gonna do some shady shit. Of course, of course, and maybe some someone comes to hunt him. Um, I, I think the Trandoshans would be really cool. Obviously, I think Kira would be. I it would be such a yeah. Cool I was gonna call. say about Kira, like we talked about this, how somehow Maul falls out of like leadership of Crimson Dawn, right? Somehow, well, he if dies. she got well, he wasn't leading Crimson Dawn no, though. You're, at, no, he, you're right. You're right. You're yeah. Right. So. He wasn't still the leader of Crimson Dawn when he died. Like in Rebels, he's clearly like lost it. Yeah. But if Kira somehow got over on Maul, is still leading Crimson Dawn, that would be so cool. I just thought of something awesome and I lost it. <laughs> and you forgot it. Yeah. I'm so bummed because I knew. So it I I want to I want to I want to say something, but Jacob hasn't read. War of the Bounty Hunters number one. <laughs> so I can't, I can't. It's okay. That will reveal anything. So it's like that moment. You don't want to take that away from me. I don't want to take that away from me. I need to get on this, man. I'll, I don't want to your comicsology Even account. I'm on it, bro. Come on. I, I don't want to take that moment away from you because it could, it could impact things that we are seeing. Um, okay. So outside, yeah, outside, of, that. outside of species and outside of someone like Kira. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. <laughs> Give me, um, I can never say his last name, his actual name, Black Curran Cur uh, Curranthan, the Wookiee from Dr. Afra. Oh, mm, yeah, 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 no, yeah. That Dr. Afra would be badass if she showed up in the book of Boba Fett. That they have to bring her into live action. That, just period. I've been calling for that for so long. Yeah, it's and Chloe Bennett's Power Powerpuff Girls show is not going to work out. She's sitting there waiting for a good show. Are yeah, you just predicting it. that it's not going to work out? It, 
Dude, they had to yeah. rewrite the whole pilot because they filmed it and it was terrible. Oh, Dude. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. that thing is done. <laughs> Toasted. Get Chloe Bennett on this. Get it on. Come on, let's go. Yeah, Black Kersanthan, I believe is how you say his name. Uh, get yes, me him. Yes, yes. He's a Wookiee bounty hunter. He's a he's a he's an angry angry. Yeah. Is that the yeah. same one that went out goes after Luke in the comics? Yes. And Obi Wan yes. has to save him. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Same yeah. one. I mean, yeah. I think yeah, a Wookiee bounty hunter on screen would be dope. I, I mean, look, all the bounty hunters. The we, bounty hunters are so cool. We're we're gonna see bounty hunters. I don't know if we're gonna see a lot of them. I think it's definitely gonna be a, a combination of bounty hunters and crime syndicates. Um, there's gonna be a lot of hut cartel people involved because he is taking over the hut cartel, and a lot of those people are not gonna fall in line. That's probably what's gonna happen. Um, so we could see a Jabba family member pop up in the series. Zero. Um, no, F zero. Good yeah, God, get that character out of here. Um, but it it leaves open a lot of possibilities. Uh, he's on Tatooine. Uh, it's post Return of the Jedi, and he is an ex bounty hunter who is now taking over a crime syndicate. It it could mean a lot of things going forward. And like we said, it's it's considered Mando season two point five, so it's going to have an impact on what's happening. Um, could we see Din Djarin? P- chance of seeing Din Djarin? Anybody? The end. Who's, who's Possibly. Din, Din Mandalorian. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. Um, hey, I'm calling it now. I mean, it's not that crazy of a call, but we're going to get Fennec Shan in a flashback somehow, whether it's her own flashback or <laughs> a flashback involving her and Boba Fett when they were younger. Yeah. I think that would be pretty damn cool. Because yeah, I think... Moore, great choice. Yes. Great choice. I think that, obviously, Boba Fett's the main character, but she's... I. I think Fennec is gonna be the second main character, and oh, they're gonna put a yeah. lo- absolutely. A lo- I think they're gonna put a lot of character development into her character. I hope so. Oh, yeah. I hope yeah. so. I agree. I, I want to see. Character. I want to see when Boba when Boba got her and stitched her back up. That's yeah. Like, oh, that's right. Well, that would be a flashback te- technically too. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, all right. Next sense. piece of Star Wars move. Uh, we covered a look look of Boba Fett. Let's talk a little bit about Andor, guys. Now, Andor. Um, is the next Star Wars, the next new Star Wars series we'll be getting outside of the Book of Boba Fett. It's been in the works for quite a long time. They currently are filming. Um, and although we thought everything was good and dandy as far as cast and stuff like that, oh boy, were we wrong. Two major players are officially returning um, to the Star Wars world. And we're going to start with the first one who is actually confirmed, confirmed. Uh, he's shot scenes already. And that is Forrest Whitaker as Saw Guerrera is coming back in the Andor nice. series. Um, we have to keep in mind when this was uh, this timeline in the Star Wars universe. And I brought these images up as well. These were taken during Star Wars Rebels. So this is kind of similar to what he could look like. This was uh, early on in Star Wars Rebels. Um, and then this was a little bit later on trying to tie into Rogue One as he's having a conversation with Mon Mothma. Not the, yeah. the cuckoo character we saw in Rogue One. Still very much Saw Guerrera, but he has the hair etc that we saw in rogue one um let's start with this one before we get to the next one uh this is obviously big uh we see him in bad batch right now kind of what he's starting he's starting his own his own side of things of the of the rebellion um his own little crew the partisans uh not to that point yet but they are getting there um and so he's gonna have a tie in a lot of things i don't know how much but it we know that stellan skarsgård who is in the show uh from the four films he shot scenes with forrest whitaker uh and Stellan Skarsgård kind of gets the rebellion feel, like a rebellion leader type of feel from him, uh, which could be interesting. So it could very much be like a Rebels situation where 
he's having conversations with the Mon Mothmas, with the generals about things because they are on such opposite sides of the spectrums. Um, what do we think about this? Well, I mean, we I guess we all kind of expect it to happen at some point, but now it's happening in Andor. Kind of a big get for this series. All I care about is K2SO. Well, he's not going to be in it. I Wait, all you said it was K2SO? I said all I care about is K2SO. Well, he's not going to be in season one, right? As he's not going to be at least the at least the big chunk. He might be in towards the end setting up a future season, but not season one. Um, I'm very curious to see. Uh, this character seems like a character that they kind of really still want to keep using. Well, he was in Bad Batch, Rebels, Clone yeah. Wars, Rogue One. He pops up a lot. He's in the books. He's uh, he's all over the place. Um, and to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if the, this character is like one of the main leads of this show. Like I would maybe be one one side of Andor, one side of Saw. Yeah, just kind of like. Um, I don't want to say like him choosing Andor's like choosing. Does he want to go for like rebel ish or I just, I just had a thought or psycho like part of <laughs> what if what if we when we first meet him, he's actually in Saw's partisans. Yeah, that's I wouldn't be surprised. Because remember in Rogue One, he said, I've I've done a lot of bad things. Yeah, he's been in this fight since he was like six. And I've, I've done a lot of bad things in the name of the rebellion. Is Do they ever saying. interact in Rogue One? Uh, so, when, I can't remember a little yes. bit in the cave when when he grabs when he grabbed Jin. That's it. Mm. I'm trying to think. Like I feel like they would acknowledge each other if they knew each save other. The but save the dream. But maybe they, not. Well, yeah. <clears throat> when like, he's in the cage, pretty much is when. That's pretty much it. And yeah, then, I, mean, I love Rogue thing. One, and obviously this is like a Rogue One prequel. Basically, is what it is without Jin or so. Um. And I love Rogue One. It's one of the best Star Wars movies ever made. But I think, I think a few of you guys agree with me that like the Force Whitaker stuff in Rogue One is not the best part of the movies. Yeah, I didn't. Like, I didn't like the yeah. incarnation of that. I disagree. It's honestly, it's it makes it makes him look kooky and like he's like you can't. It makes him look like you can't trust this character. Like he's just too off the rails, to be honest. And while. Force Whitaker, they somebody or they wrote the script and they gave him the lines. They told him to act like that. He's giving a great performance, but <laughs> God, it I was just like that reference. My least favorite scenes in the movie, basically. I will say, I'm hoping maybe like in that case, that was just maybe like the end of his days, and he was just he had just. Well, that's what I was going towards. What was the image you showed, Jake, where he was like a little bit older, but it's he's all gray. On it's the hair and the beard. He's talking to Mon Mothma. Where yeah. was that again? This is at the. And this is in season four of Star Wars Rebels. Okay, so I would love to see this Sagarera. I agree right here. I agree. Like, I would assume it'd be before that that you. Would I, see I think we're gonna see this Sagarera somewhere yeah. in the middle between this one and that one, right? So like, make him like competent and like just legit and a badass, like he is in all the animated stuff, and. I'm all for it, but I don't want to see him closer to the Rogue One Sagarera. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see where Andor takes place as far as the timeline. We don't officially know like where. Mm -hmm. Um it's it's an interesting yeah, it, it I don't know. I mean, I guess he would be closer to Rogue One if it's I mean, yeah. 
So so we'll see. I'm but I'm, Gio, hoping, I'm hoping we're seeing this saw. This is the yeah. saw I want to see. Gio, I'm curious. Like you obviously disagree with me on that. So you're cool if it's if it's literally the same saw Guerrero from Rogue One that we get. I don't think it'll be the same one. Uh, well, I mean, actually, do we know when Andor is taking place? No, it's somewhere in the middle. It's going to be after Bad Batch. It's going to be after Bad Batch, but before Star Wars. Right? I think it'll jump all over the place. I think we'll get like when he's a kid and see his family and stuff, and then and all that. Well, yeah, because so. his, his family were uh, they were uh, why separatists. Am I at separatists. Thank you. But I think the main modern day will be like what a year before Rogue One, two years before Rogue One, somewhere around there. I just saw Rogue One this afternoon, um, first time in years, and. Um, Saw Guerrero is really growing on me um, a lot. Like he's up there with U.S. Agent for me. I love his his whole mindset that he has to do things the not so uh, noble way, just to fight and prove a point against the Empire. I, I'm just I, I don't know. There's just something about that. And um, yeah, I don't think we'll see rogue one version of Saul Guerrero because i think at that point he's his whole body's destroyed his mind he's been in the fight way too long he turned his back on the rebel alliance um sort of and um i think it'll be a little bit before that you know in which jacob in, in rogue one he, he wasn't wrong you know he, he was very uh what super superstitious you know yeah. unknowingly there was a death star right above him so he was right about something you know um, but I, I could see where I, I would also want to dial it back a little bit. Um, but I, I mean, as far as in Andor, I mean, yeah, it'd be cool to see him, um, in Saul Guerrero's group right before he broke off and, you know, decided, you know, this is too extreme. Uh, somebody mentioned, I think it was Star Wars explained that Saul Guerrero actually had a mission where, he went to a planet near Naboo and it was supposed to be like a welcoming of the empire. And he ended up like killing all the, all the citizens and whatnot, which was a little bit extreme. Maybe see Andor in one of those type of missions. I think that would be cool. Uh, but I'm still new. I'm still new to the whole thing. I'm just trying to catch up as much as I can. I give me more. I, I thought I'm, it was cool that he was in Bad Batch. So. I'm, I'm clinging on to this idea that he is a part of Saw's group when we first see him in the show. I, I think, and I, I don't know why it never really crossed my mind, just because he was never officially casted in the show. But now that he is, I'm thinking to myself, the way that Diego Luna was acting in Rogue One, the way the character of Cassian was from the beginning to end, it definitely makes sense. Who is the biggest extremist who was on the side of the Rebellion? Saw. He, he, he would be able to train Cassian to be a killer, which is what he talked about. He was trained to be a killer. That's Saw taking no, like taking no, uh, he, he's not holding anything back when it comes to anything. Like at the beginning of the film, when he kills Tivik. Yes. Like, Tivik was a friend of his, but Tivik wasn't able to, he, he was hurt and he wasn't able to, to do anything and he ends up shooting him. And like that's, that comes from someone like Saw. And I'm, I'm really liking this idea of him being a, I don't know if they're called partisans at this point in the, in the universe when it's in Andor. But him taking orders from Saw would be incredibly interesting. Incredibly interesting. I'm curious, though, because how long was it between where Saw left Jin on that planet? Well, I think uh, us three, Jake, Brian, and I have 
we did the we read the novel for the Jin Urso novel. And I did uh, not read that one. You haven't read it yet? Okay, so I mean, it's that's not really you know he left her. They she says it in the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, why'd you leave me? And so is so she didn't know Cassian. So like, how did it happen in between then? Probably, but and, and as we've seen, they deviate from the novel canon sometimes. But I think that that would make sense though. Like, if, as long as it doesn't contradict anything in the movies or the animated shows, like I think it would make sense for Cassian to have been been with him and be like you know what saw like you go too far like i'm not willing to go as far as you go sometimes so i'm gonna join the rebellion so i could see that i like that i like that um all right quickly here and this isn't officially confirmed but there are a ton of reports reporting this the next person joining um the andor series would be or synchronic played by Ben oh, Mendelsohn. Oh man. Um, he is reportedly joining the series to uh fit a role. I don't doesn't say how much. Again, this isn't officially confirmed or reported by anything major. Uh there's a couple major Star Wars sites out there that are kind of running with it right now, which is why I wanted to bring it up. But again, the Empire is in its heyday. Uh and it if if he has a connection with with you know uh rebellion and, and people running amok around the galaxy up against what he's doing. Uh, it would definitely make sense that he's fitting, and I obviously would love to see more Krennic. Yeah, I based mean, on, it oh, kind of. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was gonna say it kind of makes sense. Like, I mean, I'm assuming the Death Star is being built at the moment. At some point in this, well, yeah, well we saw it at the end of the Revenge of the Sith, so definitely. Yeah. So, like, I mean, he is the person in charge of that so like it it makes sense and i would assume that's in some capacity that he would be back maybe not as like a main character but like more than just like yeah we need to kill or director krennic there's like something beyond that because i mean he was basically kind of the most important ish person in this time period, because he's the one in charge of building the Death Star. That and he got Galen Urso as yeah. well. Like, yeah, it would bring so, him in, but this would be after that. Yeah, yeah. I will. I will say this. I kind of look at this as almost like a situation where so Ben Mendelsohn, he's coming back for Secret Wars on Disney Plus. What if Disney was like, "Hey, man, you're shooting stuff." probably around the same studio, if not the same studio. If we wrote you in for a little bit, would you come play Krennic again? He's probably like, hell yeah. So they probably got him because he's doing a Disney Plus series with Marvel. And it makes sense. Like, I guarantee you he wasn't in the original script. I guarantee you he wasn't probably in the original not. script. Yeah. And Tony Gilroy, who did the rewrites for Rogue One, uh, is shepherding this series. He's not directing. There's already been a couple directors announced, but he's actually not direct. He's more of the showrunner. Um, it makes sense that he would write him in knowing, well, he's going to be here for some Marvel stuff. Let's get let's get Krennic in there for a scene. Let's kind of plant some seeds for future stuff we'll see in Star Wars. Um, coming off of Rogue One, which was my only exposure to the Krennic character, um, what I would like to see is, because I felt like in Rogue One, he was, yeah, he was a director and we were told he was important, but people didn't really treat him important, you know? Um, oh, what's his name? Tarkin. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say Tarkin, like, 
shits all over Krennic yeah, all the time. Like, like see, yeah, ooh, like what if we saw Callus? Who's that? I would love to see ooh. Callus. It would he'd be a good guy at this time, probably though. No, he'd be an empire. Oh, wait. Oh, he's yeah. empire. He hasn't he doesn't turn until rebels. I've, I had my time mixed. Yeah, up. That, that'd that's be, very possible. That'd be awesome. It's interesting though so, because Geo the, Star Wars Rebels Callus is the blonde Empire. Dude, the I, yeah, Atlanta, I, 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 I see. it yeah. sucks. You can't get the voice actor to play him though. I know it's David Oyelowo. It wouldn't oh, work. Man. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, but, it really Callus, would. But Callus would be a Callus would be a great thing. Callus would. Be I just love thing. that character, so I'd be down. I'd be so down. Me too. But as far as credit or credit goes, I over time I've grown to really appreciate Krennic. And I'm not gonna lie, a lot of it comes from the Catalyst novel, the novel leading up to Rogue One, because you got a lot of him and Orson uh oh wait, no, him and Galen as they were like best friends working together. And then obviously they both they went down different paths. And I would love to see Ben Mendel like Ben Mendelssohn in this show makes sense. Because whatever you're going to do six months before Rogue One, a year, a year and a half, he's there. He's around. They're fighting the Empire. So it, it totally, it's not it's not forced to me. It makes sense. So I, I would love it. Agreed. Yeah. It could be a situation where like, you know how Ronan the Accuser, Lee Pace came back for the Captain Marvel. Um, it could be something mm. along the lines of that where his presence is definitely felt. He'll pop in via hologram maybe a couple episodes and maybe make an appearance you know two three episodes um but yeah i would like to see a krennic that's more respected and i guess feared i mean he didn't get director for nothing so yeah all right gents well uh, any final thoughts before we uh, head out for the night Give um, me bounty hunters <laughs> in, in every show. In, I agree. In I'll all, take bounty hunters in every show. I'll take. Trust me. I'll Give take bounty hunters everywhere. Bounty hunters. Um, I have a right, question everyone. for Brian, real quick. Where did you get that badass shirt? Because I'm buying one right away. Brian um, Ward on T Public from Brian oh Ward, goodness. who's in our yeah. chat. Brian it. Ward on T Public. Yeah, it's pod racing. It's dope. It's dope. Oh, all right. that's pretty I'm going to buy one when they have their next sale, which is going to be any time now. Very uh, they, I think they have one right now with Father's Day. Yeah. Oh, do they? And I can put up the... Don't do it yet, Jacob. I'll put up the Marvel Rewind stuff. Um, oh. Go ahead, Gio. Go ahead. While we're talking about Star Wars, Jacob says something that stuck with me, and this was like a half hour ago when he said, we'll never see something like Luke Skywalker cameo in The Mandalorian. Wait until Hayden Christensen finally makes his return. Maybe in Obi-Wan oh, yeah. Kenobi. In Kenobi. Well, wait, Geo, that's confirmined officially yeah. in Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. yeah, he's like the they second. Announced. He's like the second. What? Hayden Christensen is. Look at him, man. You're like months behind, bro. No, Weird. I think Geo knows this. He just forgot. I probably Geo. Kathleen Kennedy said that they're going to have the most epic lightsaber fight in the history of. It's going to be the fights. the biggest rematch of all time. Yeah, no, they said the biggest rematch of the century is what they. Is oh what yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what she said. So we're yeah. seeing Vader and Anakin because we're getting flashbacks. So, Gio, read some articles. I can't even get out of here. All right. I'm going to let the boys. Oh, goodness. I'm going to let the boys uh, shoot around the table real quick. Let them know where they can find you online. Brian, start us off. Uh, B of Alcino on Twitter and also on a certain point of view, a Schmodown after show with Jake and Molly (laughs) and Joe. Uh, Mr. Bartley? 
Yeah, obviously you can find me here at Apocalypse Movies. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jacob Barley eight two four. If you watch American football or play fantasy football, you can check out my YouTube channel First Round Fantasy, where we talk about mostly fantasy football, but a little bit of NFL in general as well. And I also do a podcast called Off the Grid, a Power Rangers podcast, where I talk about Power Rangers comics, shows, movies, etc. So check me out there. And Geo. You guys can find me obviously on here making a fool of myself trying to talk Star Wars with these guys. Not at I'll, all. I'll whoop any of their asses in pod racing any day. But no, you won't. Um, I do a YouTube channel called Phantom United, where I am live every Sunday evening. It's a fun way to end the weekend. Just talk some movies, some rumors. Spider-Man No Way Home. Rumors are hot. So if you want to hear more about that, stop by. Love to have you there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Qui-Gon Jake, two wins, because someone else took it before I did. All of our stuff is down below in the description, guys. All of our links everywhere um, if you uh, want to check that out. I also am a part of POV with Brian multiple times a week. And I also do a little show called The Whiskey Jedi, uh, where um, I talk Star Wars most of the time with having a drink. Uh, and I'm going to be actually kind of diving into some other stuff that I want to talk about as well. The next one's actually Indiana Jones. going to dive into some Indiana Jones 5, talk about some things there. Uh, but also, we plugged it earlier. Tomorrow night, 7.30 Pacific, right here on this channel. Marvel Rewind. It's coming back. Um, second episode uh, for Loki. Uh, we will be reviewing Loki episode two of season one. And then on Friday, continue the Star Wars talk. Um, we will be uh, talking about episode eight of The Bad Batch on the Fandalorian Club, 4 p.m. Pacific, yes. right here on this channel. Uh, diving into some more Star Wars on Fridays. And then again, every Tuesday right here on this channel, uh, 7 o'clock Pacific for Apocalypse Now, where we do everything movie-wise. And if you guys have a topic you want us to talk about, let us know. Shoot a comment. You can find us up on uh, Twitter, all that social media stuff. Uh, but yeah, so for the whole crew here, for Geo, Jacob, Brian, and myself, thank you guys so much for joining us, hanging out with us for the past hour and a half. We greatly appreciate it, and we will catch you guys tomorrow, Friday, and next week.